Welcome to another episode of Do Loss. My name is Levi Bimba, and on today's show, we are going to discuss student loans and the wicked. So I know it's kind of a weird title, but just follow me on this one. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about near, near the end of the episode. But first, one of the great things, I think, about living in America is the access that we have to education, especially now in the digital age. We, you can get on YouTube especially and learn so many different things. Like m- most of my theological training came from YouTube, just listening to sermon after sermon after discussion after debate, evangelistic encounters and all kinds of things that I've learned in theology. I learned through YouTube and it was it was all free. I haven't paid a dime uh, for that education. And it's obviously uh, an invaluable education because it's learning about God and about Christ and about the word and, and about doctrine and about how to behave and think as a Christian and live as a Christian. So all of those things are, are great, and that's, I think, one of the major blessings about living in this kind of society is that the access to open and, and free theological uh, sound doctrine that you have on the, on the Internet. And so, but it's not just theological edu- education that you can do. You can learn how to fix a car like I've had to do in the past, and just looking up how to install a part or how to fix this issue, you can Google, Google it. And again, go on YouTube and watch somebody actually doing a step-by-step video showing you how to do it on the, the particular car that you're working on. And then you can also learn about how to start a business, how to invest, how to even find all kinds of different things on the Internet. And obviously, there's a lot, of, a lot of bad advice out there as well. But a lot of good education you can find online, history, uh, economics, um, socioeconomics, all kinds of things that you can find out online. And I think part of the reason that we have a good opportunity uh, and of getting an education, especially when it comes to college, where you have so many different colleges around the, around the country. Now you have all these online universities and online training programs. And I think part of that reason that we have an ease to get these things, uh, especially for college, uh, is to um, have access to student loans. Student loans are pretty easy to get. I was 17, 18, 19 years old going to university and all you have to do is go to really to your financial aid department uh, or even just fill out a FAFSA and, and they'll show you how to do that and then you fill that out and then you have access to all these loans that you'll need for or that you presumably would need for uh, for college and so because it's so easy to go to college get that and get the money that you need to go and so you have millions of people around the country that over the years and, and even right now are going in, into uh, student loan debt to go and get an education and get an education that will hopefully eventually lead to a, a great, long, fruitful, prosperous uh, career. And student loans have helped mil- many millions of people become uh, successful and, and get good jobs as far as being a doctor or a lawyer or cyber security specialist or a nurse or a teacher or you know these kinds of jobs that are uh, very fulfilling personally and most of which are pay well. I know teachers and professors don't really get paid as much, but a lot of people don't really go into it for the money. They go into it for the the sake of educating the next generation and, and, and trying to do a good job in that respect. Um, however, now that you see the student loan issue has been bubbling up and now it's exploded really to where it's now it's $1.8 trillion of student loan debt within the United States today. And now there's been uh, controversy over the years that's been really becoming more and more um, uh, fruit or prevalent in the society where people are not wanting to pay their student loans back because they just are they just don't think that they need to or they or they can't do it. And a lot of these people are just not wanting to pay because they don't think that they have to pay 
because of this, the the life experiences that they had. Like they feel like they were lied to. They got a college degree and now they can't find a job. When obviously it's not that simple, uh, uh, where you just get a degree and then you just find that six figure job right right after college. Because that's it depends on the industry you go to, what kind of training you have, the job market at that time, and all those kind of different factors really don't come into play when you're 18 and 19 years old and you just think, oh, once I get this degree. I'll be able to find this high paying job and I'll be able to pay off my loan. It won't be any big deal at all. And some people are right now really can't afford to pay back their student loans. They may want to pay it back, but they just can't afford to do it because they don't they can't find a job that pays well enough to cover all their needs and other expenses. And and then on top of that, paying back their student loan. And then others are just sick, uh, you know, physically ill. They can't really even go to work. They can't even make a living for themselves. So they're physically uh, prevented from being able to pay back their student loans. And some others have dealt with financial woes and just have uh, a mountain of other debt or even have some family that they've been trying to help and sustain. So that has uh, drained their finances. So they really can't uh, they don't really really don't have any other discretionary income to pay back uh, the student loan. So, uh, however, what does the Bible say about not paying debts? What does God say about uh, paying debt and taking out loans and all of these kinds of things that we're, that we're talk- talking about right now? Uh, first of all, I want to start with saying that debt in and of itself is not a sin. So there's nowhere in the Bible where it says thou shalt not go into debt or else you are you know, breaking the law of God. There's no verse in the Bible that I've, that I've seen where it says that debt, um, going into debt is, is a sin. Uh, but so since debt is not a sin, here's a few scriptures that kind of back up that, that belief. In Exodus 22, 25, it says, If thou lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee, thou shalt not be to him as a usurer, neither shalt thou lay upon him usury. So God is saying here, if you have a uh, fellow Israelite, he's, talk, he's talking to the Israelites here in Exodus. If you have a fellow Israelite, a fellow Hebrew who is poor and needs money, you should, you should, be, willing to, you should be willing to lend money to him. So that he can buy the things that he needs, but you shouldn't charge them interest. So God prevented his people from charging one, one another interest uh, amongst themselves because he, d- he didn't want that kind of uh, relationship between brother and brother. Deuteronomy 15, 7, 7 through 8 also says something similar where it says, If there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. But thou shalt open thine hand wide unto him, and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need in that which he wanteth or lacks. So God is saying here again, if you have a poor person who is within your great within your gate, within your territory, who's one of your brothers, you should not harden your heart. You should be willing to give to that man what he needs, lend him the money that he needs. Uh, um, that is sufficient for his need. Now, which is, what's interesting here is that God is not saying that you should lend somebody money to go buy the next greatest uh, cattle herd or the next greatest cloak of many colors or, or you know that kind of that kind of thing, which is what they probably probably would have been looking for back then. God is saying here that you need to lend people sufficient for their needs. So that if they need clothing, they need food, they need a place to sleep. That's the kind of money that you are. You should be willing to lend for his need. Now, was he saying that you shouldn't lend people money to buy cattle or to buy expensive things? No, but I just found it interesting that particularly here, God is saying that you should lend, especially somebody who's poor, sufficient for his need, not necessarily for what he wants or desires to have uh, for himself. Uh, so in Matthew five forty two, Jesus 
uh, also talked about debt. And he said, give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. So again, to reiterate the point, debt is not a sin. God says it's not a sin in the Old Testament. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, also said that it was no problem. If somebody wants to borrow from borrow money from you, go and do that and, and, and don't turn him away. However, the Bible does say that we must pay what we owe. So those who are wanting their, to cancel their student loan debt or not, pay, or not paying it just because they don't want to, that is not a luxury that God that God gives us because once we take out a loan, once we take out debt, when I took out my student loan, I, I had to sign some documentation saying that I will pay it back uh, based on the stipulations within the contract. So I didn't have the choice to say, well, I'm just signing this, signing my name and then I'm not going to pay it back. That, that would have been a godly thing to do. And we'll see that uh, starting in Numbers 30, verse two, where it says, if a man vow a vow unto the Lord or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. And here again, God is saying here, if you vow a vow, if you swear, if you, if you, uh, are you, if you are uh, putting your soul on a bond, if you are doing something that you, or if you are saying that you are promising to do something and you don't do it, that is a sin, because God is saying here that if you say, if you promise to do something, you need to do everything that you promise to say, which is why we need to be careful with the words that we use. If we say, yeah, I will do this, or I'll do such and such, or yeah, I promise to do that, we need to make sure that we have the, first of all, the ability to do it, what we are promising to do, and we need to make sure that we are intentionally going to do what we do, because it's easy to, it's a lot easier to say things than it is to do things. And so we have to remember that, which is why we, we must be cautious with the words that come out of our mouths. Uh, Deuteronomy twenty three twenty one says, When thou shalt vow a vow unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt not slack to pay it. For the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it would be sin in thee. So that's not, if Numbers 30, verse 2 wasn't clear, Deuteronomy twenty three twenty one is very clear where it says, God will surely require it of thee, and it will be a sin if you don't pay back what you, or if you, don't, if you are slack to pay for it. So whenever you vow a vow, and obviously in this context is a vow unto the Lord, but I think broadening that out, Jesus himself says that every idle word men shall have to give account thereof in the day of judgment. So anytime we promise to do something or say something, God will hold us accountable for those words. Uh, even if just because it's, it's not on paper, you know how uh, there's a saying out there in, in business where if it wasn't on paper, uh, it didn't happen. Or if it's, if it's not on paper, then there's no binding agreement. However, God doesn't see it that way. Every every word that we use, whether it's in writing or it's verbally uh, spoken, orally spoken, is we're, we are bound by doing what we have promised to do. And so, especially with uh, with uh, student loans, you are writing your name on a contract saying, "I will pay back what I have took out." And so, if you don't do it, you are you're becoming a liar, becoming deceptive, and that's uh, obviously sinful in God's eyes. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 4 says, When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. So here in Ecclesiastes, it's equating not paying back what you have promised to pay with foolishness. You are becoming a fool if you don't pay back what you have promised to pay. And again, these are harsh words, but these are the words of God that are, are given to us for our benefit so that we don't become fools, so that we don't become uh, um, liars and, and deceptive in how we operate in our lives because as people who love Jesus and want to honor him we should be people who are people of the truth and acknowledging that we love the truth by doing what is true and, and operating in a way that is pleasing 
to God. And now here's the here's the the verse that really is the uh, the genesis for the title of this episode. Psalm thirty-seven twenty-one. It says, "The wicked borroweth and payeth not again." So wicked is, a, again, another strong term the Bible uses, but it's using it here in the context of somebody who is borrowing money and not paying it back. That's a wicked thing to do. It's, a, it's part of the character of people who are evil to take money out in the form of a loan, borrow money and not pay it back. So to avoid that kind of <laughs> that kind of moniker on your character, on your name, we sh- you should be willing to pay back what you have what you have uh, owed. And uh, if if you promise to pay, uh, especially for student loans, when obviously the whole point of getting the loan is that you are promising to pay it back, that you, they wouldn't give you the loan if you weren't promising to pay your student loan back. So if you have a student loan, if you have or any kind of loan that you have taken out, just know that God is looking at you, holding you accountable to pay that student loan back. And uh, and if you don't, or if you're slack to do it, if you're not, if you're putting it off, when you have the ability to pay for it then you are sinning in the eyes of God. It's a wrong thing to do. Now, just to reiterate again, debt in and of itself is not the sin. It's not a sin to take out a loan. It's not a sin to have a credit card and all those kinds of things. Um, however, it is a sin to not being to not being willing to pay it back because you promised to pay it back. And as a Christian, as uh, somebody, if you want to honor God, if you are truly wanting to please God, then you will be truly... Um, endeavoring to pay back what you have promised to pay back. And I want to finish here with a quote from Matthew Henry, who was a uh, uh, 16th, 17th century Puritan who uh, uh, wrote a whole commentary on the Bible. And he wrote a commentary on, on some of the Old Testament verses that I just read. And Matthew Henry says here, he says, quote, here is a good reason why we should pay our vows, that if we do not, God will require it, require it of us will surely and severely reckon with us, not only for lying, but for going about to mock who cannot be mocked. And talk, he's talking about mocking God. So he's saying that if you're taking something out, if you're promising uh, to pay something back and you don't pay it, you are mocking God, which, what lie, which is what lying is. You're trying to deceive God, and it's a form of really showing him disrespect. Uh, when God is a God of truth, God is a God of righteousness, a God of holiness, and that holiness should permeate every area of our lives, not just our minds and our hearts and our actions, but the money that we have in our bank accounts. How, how are we using that money? Are we using the money that uh, we have loaned, uh, that we have taken out in loans is it rightfully? And also, are we paying back those loans because we promised to take out, to, to pay the money back that we have received? So this is meant to um, challenge you and to challenge me to, to really center uh, and to think about how we are using our words and even the money that we have, are we using it rightly? Are we appropriating it rightly for the honor of God and, and of his word? So thank you for listening to this episode of Do Loss, and I will see you on the next one.